Welcome to Rainbow Soul Vodcast, where our soul astrology comes forward to help you manage your everyday life with forecasts and deep dives on natal charts and queer perspectives on the planets, transits, and more. A group discussion about upcoming transits with tips on how to read these transits in your own chart. Hollis offers years of wisdom and natal chart knowledge with Brighthawk's positive perspective and Lacrosse's inquiry. We offer the complete queer astrology experience. Welcome to Rainbow Soul. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting and reviewing. You can also learn where else Rainbow Soul is offered on our website at rainbowsoul.show. Hello, hello. This is your 2023 Rainbow Soul Soul Astrology Forecast. And uh, we are pretty much going to try to bring you into a vibration of what 2023 is going to be like. But let's just take just a moment. I want to just take a moment to take a little breath. So first of all, I'm Hollis Taylor. I'm your I'm one of your hosts. I'm an astrologer and a psychic, and you can go to my website at divineandrogen.com. Hi there. I'm Bright Hawk, musician and storyteller and author of The Dancing Hippo, a gender-neutral, wonderful, inspiring book uh, for children of all ages, I like to say. You can learn more about me at brighthawkproductions.com. And... I'm Lacrosse, and I don't have anywhere as you can find me but Facebook. <laughs> yeah, but they can look in the descriptions and get you your You are authentic and fabulously you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. So I invite you all to take a deep breath. Become present and you're here and now. And take a moment to just take stock of who you are and where you are right now in your life. Now what I'm hoping you will do is just pick two or three things that you might like to see shift in the next year. Imagine those things. What will go away and what will come true for you? What will you let go and what will you learn to manifest? a moment to take one or two of those things and imagine yourself a year from now around New Year's recognizing how far you've come in one year seeing yourself walk talk and be in that future manifestation that you want and desire.
imagine what it feels like, what it smells like, and what it looks like. What decisions will you make in that year from now? What will you do with that that you have manifested? And fold in any other wishes. Show yourself how that will look and feel and be. of your exact intention imagine that coming true for you one year from now make sure you feel all the good stuff that happens with that happiness, the joy, the feeling of accomplishment, see that version of yourself, imagine it just melting into who you are right now. Melting into your existence so that you may live that reality. folds into your system and you recognize the actions and the things that you will have to do around those new manifestations just know within yourself that that is exactly what will come true just know it to be true No longer is there a moment of questioning. Instead, there is just knowing. And as you know it to be true and you come back into your here and now, and who you are right now sitting in your chair. Come back into your body. 
feeling those same emotions of knowing you accomplished your wish and your intention. Bring that forward and make that come true. Wiggle your toes and come back into your body. And be ready to open your eyes and be present within yourself know that that wish will come true. All right, so this is your 2023 forecast. This is your 2023 forecast, soul astrology forecast. And um, I've essentially took down some notes because it's just a few um, major transitions that will happen um, through the year. And I, first of all, I want to say that in case you didn't know, about the time you're listening to this, Mercury is in retrograde. Um, and it will be until the 18th, okay? January the 18th, 2023. So um, just hold on tight through, uh, look, notice that I feel bad for the people traveling right now. I'm like, oh man, oh man. Okay, and it, it, it will probably go on and there could be different manifestations of that Mercury retrograde until January 18th. And mostly that means you want to review, you want to edit, you want, you could have some trouble with communication and travel and computers. So back up your computers. But if you haven't already done it, you're already in the middle of it now. So you might as well just, just, just fly through and just make sure you're prepared for the next time. Um, now, the first thing that happens in the beginning of the year is that Saturn enters Pisces. And Saturn's a big planet, okay, and it's all about boundaries, it's about foundation, and it's it's kind of an intense karmic planet. And, you know, we talk about the Saturn returns, we talk about um, that's when you probably are going to figure out some of your boundaries at your Saturn returns, which happens around 27 to 30 years old, and your second one, you're going to figure out where your boundaries are. Okay, and you're going to figure out, you're going to figure out, um, like, some pretty intense things, okay? Sometimes we change jobs, sometimes we might change relationships, and sometimes we might change some other things that um, are pretty big in our life, like other, like, not just love relationships, but relationships in which, like, family and friends and things like that okay so 
when Saturn enters Pisces, what happens there? Well, with Saturn entering Aquarius, which is where it's coming out of, first of all, if you've done your work, it's going to reward you. So if you think about our culture, what has our culture been through since Saturn's been in Aquarius is the BLM movement. It's been the recognizing that we have all these, um, you know, statues to slave owners. Um, it's been some pretty interesting reckoning because Aquarius represents the collective. Okay. Now Pisces represents spirituality emotionality sensitivity and so when i think about saturn and pisces i immediately go to oh it's going to be about the foundation of our spirituality it's going to be about our boundaries of spirituality it's going to be about the boundaries of all spirituality like how far can spirituality and consciousness really take you um, and that answer is probably different since the last time Saturn was in Pisces in the 60s. Um, so last time, last time Saturn was in Pisces, um, I think uh, uh, Breithoff might, it, it, well, I think it was before, before the 60s. But that was the one time that sticks out in my brain because the set when it was born, when you were born and Saturn in Pisces was there, it was like the middle of peace, love and happiness. <laughs> right <laughs> and protesting and protest yeah and uh the people born between i think it's 64 and 67 1964 and 1967 all of us have pluto uranus conjunct oh wow yeah <laughs> so it was revolution it was transformation it was um revolution in consciousness revolution in war revolution in society revolution in sexuality revolution in politics revolution it, you name it i mean yeah so when we talk about pluto we're always talking about transformation pluto also is death death and rebirth right those two things go together transformation is frequently death and rebirth right uh and then when we talk about uranus we're talking about um, unpredictable, uh, volatile, <laughs> revolutionary, uh, revolutionary, uh, some say nuclear, um, you know, can really, really intensify things. So those of us that are Pluto Uranus generation, all of us will be starting our Pisces in Saturn or second Saturn return in Pisces. Let me try to <laughs> reverse that phrase. And, um, I heard Rick Levine, I'm going to give credit to where credit is due, say the thing that's interesting about Saturn entering Aquarius, I mean, Pisces. from Aquarius into Pisces, is that you have Saturn, which is all about the rules, and Pisces is all about what rules? There's no rules. <laughs> you have one that's all about boundaries and lines and structure, Saturn, and you have Pisces, which is watery and fluid and spiritual and totally not grounded <laughs> water okay right so uh that's interesting that's an that's interesting gonna... meeting there it makes me think about consciousness mm. it makes me think like consciousness is what's going to be coming up okay yeah and because consciousness 
And when I say consciousness, what do I mean? I mean like the the consciousness movement mm. where there's all these people talking about we have to get our consciousness. We have to find our consciousness. We have to become conscious because we're all actually conscious beings, but most of us, a lot of us are unconscious. In other words, we just walk through our life like we're in a program and we just walk through it. We're not really conscious of what's going on around us. We're not conscious of who's done what beside us or anything like that. And so um, that lack of consciousness is kind of is kind of part of the problem, okay? And so um, so that's kind of part of the humanity's problem, frankly. Um, it's part of it's a it's a side effect of trauma. Trauma makes you unconscious, okay? So if you've experienced childhood trauma and you have unresolved trauma, you'll kind of walk around a little disassociated. Especially so if you find yourself spacing out and missing things, it's probably because you've been triggered, okay? And so that's the lack of consciousness. So that's the opposite. And so that makes me feel like Saturn is going to come through and show us where consciousness is mm. and implant consciousness into humanity, which we desperately need, frankly. And so, like, the last time you had your Saturn returns was what? What years? Like, in uh, the 80s or something? No, no. No, I, I was in, um, I had moved to the East Coast. I was in Cambridge. It was the mid-90s. Yeah, it's the mid-90s so, for me. Yeah, so if you think about the mid-90s, of course, you know, the 60s, we had that Pluto-Uranus conjunct. So that definitely influenced the things, right? Okay, but the in the 90s, we definitely started to have some awakenings of things. We started to become aware of things. We started to, even even then is when um, Dr. Bessel van der Kerk figured out things about trauma and consciousness and stuff mm. like that's when he published his works, it was in the 90s. And so there's some pretty fascinating things that happened in the 90s that we just kind of maybe just overlooked, but now Saturn's in Pisces again, so Saturn's gonna point those things out, I feel like. And I feel like they're gonna come into consciousness and they're gonna be supported. Um, so Saturn entering Pisces is on March 7th. At the, on the same day, pretty much, or like within a couple days of that. So we're probably all gonna feel that because it's gonna be a full moon in Virgo. Okay, so, and Virgo is directly across. It's the opposite sign of Pisces. Wow. So we're probably going to feel that happen. Mm -hmm. You're going to feel it. You're going to probably feel it in a watery tide type of way. And then Saturn retrograde. Um, so then Saturn's going to be going along through the spring. And then on June 17th, it's going to go up. Wait a minute, and it's going to turn around and go back <laughs> um, until um, till June, and it will do that on June 17th. And I thought it was interesting, and eventually it will go back forward again and start chasing Neptune again. And I feel like, so, so Saturn is ruled by Neptune, and Saturn is trying, or sorry, Pisces is ruled by Neptune. And so Saturn is kind of following Neptune behind it, okay? 
and that's a Neptune is very much about it's very much about dreams and visions and you know it's gonna go it's gonna go retrograde on June 30th so that has a lot to do with like that makes me think with the last time we had Neptune retrograde just this just this year it was like fake news suddenly took a front stage when Neptune is retrograde new especially in Pisces I feel like sometimes Pisces can get under illusions because you're looking through water and then with Neptune going backwards which is also about visions and visual and like um dreams and things like that sometimes we can see things not the way it actually is and so that's kind of the fake news thing so this summer we might be dealing with a little bit more of the fake news thing um when saturn and neptune are both retrograde in pisces and it's probably because we all have to learn something like we really need to do something about this and it seems obvious to me right now but clearly not obvious to everyone that we need to do something about the fake news it's clearly kind of unfair to some degree to the people that do fall for it because I feel like they're kind of like walking around in like the cult of Trump or the cult of whatever fake news they believe in. And sometimes it's not even like one clump. Sometimes it's like just little pieces of fake news and they don't know what's real and what's not. And then as a result, we have all these people walking around under an illusion. And I feel like if we don't put some sort of, like, we have to have some regulation and have had some regulation, you know, it was pretty clear. Remember when before the internet had so much information on it, we would, um, we knew that if you were reading the Wall Street Journal, it was likely mostly truth. And if you were reading the Inquirer, it was probably bullshit. Okay. I mean, you just kind of knew that, right? You just kind of knew that. And um, <laughs> even the people that read The Inquirer, I felt like even them, they knew that that was fake news, right? Okay. But now they don't know. No one knows. And innocent people that just believe in the good of the world now believe that there's a bunch of Democrats coming together to, you know, traffic children for sex and things like that and you're like okay right and it's clear that there are some things that are probably sort of like maybe there's one bit one sentence of truth but everything around it is a lie and um and I feel like that's that's where Saturn and Pisces is going to highlight that's what that's what's going to happen we're going to figure out our boundaries around that around fake news and probably consciousness. Where are the boundaries? Makes sense. Because we don't know what the boundaries are in consciousness. Right to this day, we're still not sure how far it can take us. Mm -hmm. How far can we actually go with consciousness? What is consciousness and what does it look like? We're still mm -hmm. defining these things. 
and we're still trying to figure out how far it can take us. And, and I mean, there's even studies here in Colorado at CSU of people studying the epigenetics. And epigenetics is a study of that meditation, for instance, could possibly stop you from expressing genes in a way that you don't want to. So if you have a gene that says you have you should have diabetes or you should or you should have a heart condition that actually you could meditate in a way that could take you away from that. Okay? And so I think I think that that's what Saturn in Pisces is going to do. Saturn in Pisces is going to do that and it's going to be supported by Pluto and Aquarius. So let's talk about that cuz that's a big deal. Right, because that takes you right into Pluto, into Aquarius, which is uh, meant to happen on March 23rd. So, so just, it's only what? Just so you know, Pluto hangs out in a sign for 20 years. Pluto has been for 20 years in Capricorn. And now it's going to the sign of revolution, Aquarius. So... The planet of transformation meets the sign of revolution. What's going to happen? <laughs> What's going to evolve? What's going to change? What needs to um, fall apart so something else can emerge, right? Uh, what else do you want to say about that? Uh, okay, so first of all, Aquarius, as I've mentioned, is about the collective. So I think that's why Pluto and Aquarius is going to support the collective. Mm. So it's going to sort of explode the collective. It's going to, um, what the hell did Rick Levine just say? Rick Levine said it's like Roto-Rooter. <laughs> Pluto is like Roto-Rooter. It's going to clean it all out. Okay. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> okay. So it's going to probably uh, deal with, it's going to either push you into consciousness or closer to consciousness or at least recognizing what consciousness is within yourself or you're probably going to like fall out somehow okay and that could be through unfortunate events especially with pluto and aquarius pluto because aquarius also rules i believe the environmental the environmental mm, thing yeah. because the environmental thing rules environmental the climate crisis rules our entire world our entire um our entire like who we are okay it, it, it rules that the what humans have created okay so humans have created the climate crisis and aquarius um sort of rules all of humanity and with pluto in there it's gonna go i told you i told you and saturn already told you saturn already was just here and warned you and here comes pluto to clean it out places are gonna flood we're gonna have we're gonna have climate crisis we're gonna see it in a big way and it's probably going to last the good 20 years of Pluto and Aquarius. And it's not going to be easy. But what's going to happen as a result right. is that people are going to become conscious. 
okay, maybe I don't need to drink plastic bottles because they land in the ocean. Maybe I should use a refillable bottle. Can you believe there are still people in the world that buy a case of water every week and they don't use a refillable bottle? And I'm like, could you just refill your bottle, man? Mm. <laughs> like, you know what happens to those bottles when you throw them in the trash? They don't just go to the dump, <laughs> right? <laughs> and there's other things like that, like toothpaste, like, you know, toothpaste tubes and shampoo bottles and all the crap that we create trash on a regular basis. And the other things that we do to the environment that regularly destroy it from our burning of gas and coal to the way we compost our food, to the way we grow our food, to even the way we turn up the dirt to grow our food, which apparently is unnecessary. And in fact, creates more carbon in the sky and therefore is not really good for growing food nor for the sky nor for the air that we breathe we cut down trees on a regular basis and it's a constant list of environmental things that we've made some big mistakes on that humans are going to come into the realization that we have to stop doing those things and that's what saturn's going to teach it saturn's going to come in and say okay so now that y'all are awake and you see that, um, you know, half of Florida's underwater, Louisiana's underwater, maybe we lost a couple of islands um, and these things are happening and you guys are struggling with this, now you can start to create a system that works. And I think Pluto is going to come into Aquarius. But the interesting thing about 2023 is that it's only there. Um, it's it's there. Let's see. Pluto moves back into. Okay. So from March, in, in March 23rd, Pluto goes into Aquarius. And then it's going to go, um, it's going to go retrograde on May 1st. I thought there was three and a half months. Is it two and a half months? I have so that's not even March, April, April May. May. So it's not even. Wow. And then so it goes May first, it, it goes, goes retrograde. It goes back. And then and then it's going to and then Pluto is going to move back into Capricorn mm -hmm. backwards while it's going backwards, which is where it is right now, on June eleventh. And it's gonna hang out there until twenty twenty four. So I think it's going to show us how the climate crisis is gonna fuck our financial our financial system and uh to use that word is just i'm just saying man because we have to figure out a balance between these two things you know we've been so so some people are so worried about losing their coal company or their whatever okay and or their blah 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 okay their coal company their oil burning company or whatever it is that they are worried about that and that's that's kind of that's their financial crisis right and i'm going you think that's a problem what happens if you try to build uh you know what happens when puerto rico floods three months in a row what happens when uh louisiana's can't can't hold the water back anymore right okay and what happens when texas overflows then what?
we have we're, we're, these places are full of water and and then and then we have oil spills as a result of these storms and so we're going to have bigger problems than their concern about small things so those are the things that i can see happening especially with the pluto in capricorn problem um or pluto going back into capricorn it's going to it's going to point out the connection between the two of the environmental crisis and our financial crisis so there's a whole bunch of people that are worried about a financial crisis um, in 2024, 2023, and I agree. I agree. Should be concerned. There could be a crash. Yeah, because of the Pluto going back into Capricorn, and it'll be there for a while. And you know, so I just feel like it's it's gonna it's 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 gonna stir the pot for sure. So at the beginning of the year in January, let's just talk a little closer to the moment we're possibly in. And that is we've talked about Mars and Gemini retrograde forever. It feels like it's been forever. It's like six months or something, six and a half months, I think. So finally, Mars goes direct in mid-January. Thank God. Now you can kind of breathe. Because remember, when Mars is retrograde, it means it's a terrible time to initiate any kind of confrontation of any kind. Things backfire and boomerang during retrograde. So I'm relieved when Mars goes direct because Mars is on my ascendant and so it has a lot of influence in my chart. <laughs> I guess it also explains why I have zero patience. <laughs> so um, that's a good thing. I want to give us a little bit of levity because uh, that last little piece felt really intense. Do you have anything more you want to talk about in the first quarter of the year, January, February, March? Mm, not really. Okay, then let's talk about the second quarter, and it begins in April. So April um, 20th, we have a, a total solar eclipse. Now, the interesting thing about the eclipses, you know that we have four eclipses every year, right? And the sign of the eclipse, um, the eclipses, uh, when that happens, they're usually on a single access point. So we have two eclipses at one point in the year, and then later two eclipses at another point in the year. And they're usually in two signs. So two years ago, the axis was Sagittarius and Gemini. So the lunar and solar eclipses were both happening in Gemini and in Sagittarius. Then this, these last two years, the eclipses have been in Taurus and Scorpio, okay? So we're finishing the end of the two-year cycle of Taurus and Scorpio, and then it's gonna move into Aries and Libra. But check it out, in 2023, we have four eclipses as per usual, and those four eclipses are each in a different sign. What? So I yeah. think about more people so being So 2024, involved. it'll go back to um, all four eclipses will be in Aries and Libra. But in the meantime, I just want to lay it out for you. So you know that the solar eclipse um, is April 20th, and it's at the very, very last degree of Aries, 29 degrees and 50 seconds, like 
so very last, you can't even believe it, okay? Then I'm just going to give you the overview, and then I'll talk a little bit about what it means. Um, then May 5th, you know, because it's always about two weeks later, the, the other eclipse happens, right? And then that's the lunar eclipse with the full moon, right? And so that's um, in Scorpio, in the middle of Scorpio, 14 degrees, 58 seconds, right? So then six months later, these things happen, and it's the solar eclipse again on the new moon, and that will be October 14th. Now we begin the Libra cycle. So <clears throat> Libra, 21 degrees Libra, and then the lunar eclipse, two weeks later, uh, is um, the full moon in Taurus. Okay, so we'll take these a little bit at a time. What that means is that <clears throat> we'll start with the new moon eclipse in Aries. This is kind of a big deal. So in astrology, you know that we celebrate the new year, not on January 1st, but on the new moon of Aries. Aries is the beginning of the astro astrological calendar. And so the new moon in Aries is a big deal. It's your best time of the whole year to do your vision board, to plan your, to look out for your future and what do you want on your horizon. So we actually have a very powerful opportunity to make wishes and dreams come true because the new moon in a solar eclipse in Aries is the astrological new year. And it's a great time for focusing on what are the things that make light you up? What it's a good time to review, like where am I at? Am I am I on track? Am I doing the things I want to be doing? And you know, new moons are all about the time when we should be taking action, planting seeds, setting intentions, you know, picking this and not that, um, choosing what you want as much as what you don't want. You don't always have to know everything, just know what the next thing is and and being able to dream and imagine because between this eclipse between april and june there is a period of time that is brilliantly move forward things are going to really speed up because everything's moving forward all the planets will be direct for that two-month period and then june comes and things start going retrograde one by one by one so retrograde always is that review, take it a step back. What a, wait a minute before we go forward is, have we looked at everything? You know, that energy. So, so this eclipse, I cannot encourage you enough to know that when April 20th comes, that's the time and you're gonna sit down and you're gonna do your vision board. You're gonna write down dreams and visions. You're gonna do anything that puts you in a creative space. And the thing I would say about these doing creative space things is you cannot be stressed out. You cannot create from a place of stress. You can only create from a place of love and gratitude and feeling relaxed and connected to nature. So when there is a new moon, I highly recommend you do whatever practice that works for you. You take some time in nature and then come to your activity and come to it with your heart, not your mind. And, and beautiful things can happen. It's a very powerful time. Um, it's a great time to discover uh, your own, the benefits of expressing your most authentic self. 
you know, because it's an Aries. And it's um, also, this is the challenge part, is this new moon will square Pluto. Uh, yeah. And Pluto will still be in Capricorn. So there could be some obstacles, but it might also reveal to you where you need to do the work. It doesn't have to be a terrible thing. It can be a really, oh, so I need to remove that obstacle and then I'm, and then I'm good. You know, so it'll help you figure it out. And um, it's also aligned with Jupiter. And we know Jupiter, and we're going to talk about Jupiter in a minute, because it's also moving signs, which is a really big deal. Um, Jupiter encourages resourcefulness and courage and, and loves opportunity. So, you know, there's, a, there's an opportunity to sort of really align with your path, your future, your desired outcomes. And instead of, if you find yourself what ifing, make sure you what if on the positive, not what if on the negative. Because what you imagine and dream about and think about has the potential for coming true. So let's dream big, dream beautiful, and dream in a positive way. Um, so it's it's a really good the first eclipse I feel really excited about. So that's uh, April 20th, okay? You wanna mm -hmm, talk about mm -hmm. April, what other, other things are happening in April and May? Um, no, you go ahead because okay. actually, actually, um, as far as the like things going on in April, um, the other big thing that other than, you know, Pluto going retrograde May 1st, uh, Jupiter will square uh, Pluto on May 17th, which could, um, say expansion, um, it could make like big Roto-Rooter, a bigger Roto-Rooter. Oh. <laughs> like, like, no, I mean, you gotta get rid of this, okay? Um, and, and, you know, when we think about this Saturn-Pluto thing, the one thing I want to say is that, yeah, it could be a little on the intense side, but these are changes we need to make. We all know it. Most of us are smart enough to go, we got to make some changes about our relationship with the earth. The indigenous people have been trying to tell us for years, and all we have to do is really reach out to them and get, and all of us need to band together to figure out how to make this more balanced. And frankly, be grateful that this is happening. Like you could decide to get super upset about it and be scared about the financial crisis or scared about what, what, who could flood or how and how many people might pass or whatever, okay? Yeah, you can get caught up in that. Or you can choose to see the bigger picture, which is that humanity is evolving. Humanity is evolve, evolving into a better, harmonious relationship with planet Earth, which is really necessary. Necessary. We yeah. all know it. Yeah. So it's not news, really. So what I've noticed since I've studied, started studying astrology is that when the eclipse cycles come, the eclipse season as we know it, between that new moon and the full moon, one of the energies will be easier for you to deal with and one of them will be more challenging. It's just kind of how I've seen it go down. 
since I started paying it closer attention. So <clears throat> it's the second one that I look at and I go, ooh, this could be kind of challenging. May 5th is a full moon eclipse in Scorpio. And the full moon in Scorpio, moon in Scorpio is in its fall position. So sometimes we talk about the, the planets being, um, they're either home, or we talk about the moon being exalted, like when the moon is in Taurus, we talked about that recently, the moon is exalted. When the moon is in Scorpio, it's in the fall position. And so not in detriment in fall. So challenged, it's a challenged moon, okay? Moon in Scorpio is a challenged moon. And it also means that the fixed signs, and it's happening again in the middle part of the sign, it's 14 degrees, 58 minutes. So other fixed signs, and I'm talking to Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. Those are your fixed signs. They're going to feel it a lot. And if you're in between 10 and 20 degrees, uh, you're, that's, that's the spot that's going to, you know, you're going to feel it. You're just going to feel it. It's where, the, where it's going to happen. And so it's a polarity that deals with balance. Taurus is about mine, right? My things, I want it my way. I, you know, I, I, mine versus Scorpio, which is about like burn it all down. <laughs> uh, you know, it's transformation, it's spirituality, it's cut the bullshit. Let's focus on what's important, you know. Um, Scorpio is that you know, special breed. We, I talk a lot about there's a spectrum, there's a range of Scorpio and it's positive and, and, and it's challenging. And so, you know, this this could be that kind of challenge time sort kind of thing, you know. So those are the first parts of the eclipse. All right. Okay. Then what happens? So the other thing that I noticed that was kind of a big deal is, of course, I mentioned that Neptune goes retrograde in Pisces. It does go back direct December the 6th. So on um, June 30th, it goes retrograde, and then it goes direct and yeah. starts to head out of Pisces, which could be a blessing, frankly, as far as the fake news goes. It could really help us get away from that, but it could also mean that you want to finish up your visions about your future, about your spirituality. You want to you want to get that in there before the end of next year, okay? You want to like focus on that and even though it's in retrograde, that's okay. That's a good time to reflect on things that have gone well for you, things that have worked out, especially around spirituality. Um and the other thing that I notice is that January 22nd, Uranus goes, um, sorry, goes, re goes direct, and then it goes retrograde on August 28th through next January 27th. So I was thinking about that, and I was like, okay, because like Uranus is retrograde now, and it will be there until January 22nd. And what's happening right now? And, and then I started to think about the queer movement, right? And how many like states are fighting against our fighting against queer rights and there's this sort of anti and we're having to review and edit 
okay, maybe we need to be more specific about trans rights because mm. now they're banning books and, right, okay, and they're doing crazy weird shit where we're like, okay, I guess I had to think about this differently. And um, to, in order for us to get everybody's rights out there, okay? So there might be another, like, we're going to be going back and forth, and it's still in Taurus, and Taurus represents holding on to the old ways or the more conservative ways, which is why Uranus there always feels to me like, it's like complete opposites. It's like oil and water. You know, Uranus is like, let's do it. You know, revolutionary, let's change. Right. And Taurus is like, no, let's keep it just the way it's always been. Why would we change this? Okay. And so, and, and Uranus and Taurus are, I feel like it's oil and water. Mm. And I have always felt that way since it got in there. And I still feel that way. And I'm like, it's, it's like oil and water. And it is like oil and water. Okay. And that's why we're seeing this trans, this, this transgender and the whole trans rights and the books being banned. So it will go direct on January 22nd and will be direct between January 22nd and August 28th, which is a good part of the year. So I just wanted to point that out to you, that if you are doing any kind of things that require forward movement for Uranus, so anything that's queer related, anything that's revolutionary, out of the box, different, unusual, that's the time you wanna focus on it. It will um, go it will go retrograde again on August 28th, and we'll have to review once more from August 28th to January 27th before Uranus gets the hell out of Taurus so that, you know, I feel like queers will get our rights when Uranus gets out of Taurus, frankly. Oh. I, I feel like it's it's part of the, it's, I feel like it's, it's part of the, and it's a while. <laughs> it could be a while and it's just, it's just a push and pull and it probably won't be. I'm pretty sure it's like 2025 when Uranus gets the hell out of there. Man. So, uh, it just, it's part time. of the revolution. It's part this, of what's happening. Does mm. it normally go that long direct and that long retrograde? Is that like a normal thing? Like it'll go six months forward and then six months back or. Yeah. Like Uranus is kind of a slow moving planet. So it tends to move kind of slow. Mm. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's kind of a slow moving planet, considering that it's so revolutionary. You'd think it would move a little faster. And I believe, but it, it doesn't move as slow as Pluto. And I believe it is more elliptical based on that six month retrograde. And I think it's not regular though. Elliptical Uranus, meaning it's not regular. Like it does all kinds of weird things. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not regular. Like you can't. Like it doesn't. Like Saturn is like every twenty seven years. It goes back mm. to the same zodiac sign. You, I don't think Uranus does that. <laughs> like it does, oh, a few years here, and a few years there, and a while there. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so in um, October, so remember we talked about Aries Libra. So in Aries, the solar eclipse, April 20th, by the way, that because it's in that last degree, it impacts the cardinal signs, Aries, and the cardinal signs are Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. So if you're in the last degrees of those, or in the first degrees of fixed signs, which would be Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, 
and Aquarius, right? Those are the ones who are going to feel it the most. So now we go Aries, six months later, October 14th in Libra, because that's the access point, Aries Libra. So the, um, the solar eclipse on October 14th at 21 degrees is going to affect people with personal planets at 16 to 26 degrees in cardinal signs. So the cardinal signs are Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. Y'all are going to feel it. And um, the solar eclipse in Libra. So Libra, we keep talking about relationships, and you haven't talked at all about Venus's mm -hmm. major moves this in 2023. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of Venus energy. Libra's all about relationship. Libra's all about, um, um, help me out. Um, it's about it's about style, well, values. Libra. Mm -hmm. I have no no placements oh. in Libra. You guys Libra are like, is about yeah. balance. Yeah, it's about balance. It's ruled by Venus. Libra is about balance. It's about okay. um, good relationships. Yeah. It's um, perspectives. It, yeah, it yeah. tends to have and yeah, and it tends to be a good collaborator. It tends to bring people together. Right. Yeah, so I feel like your eclipse with what was it, Libra, Libra. and um, the new moon. Yeah, that's that could create new relationships, frankly, for some people. Right. Some people could meet their partner. That would be the first thing be I would think of. Great time to meet a person. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, and frankly, Venus is only. I looked at Venus, and although it's doing a lot of different things, it's only retrograde for a very short period of time, and mm. um, and. I didn't write it down for some, I didn't write down the dates um, for some odd reason, but Venus actually only does one retrograde and it's only for like less than a month. Yeah, it was more the transits. I believe there were some conversations where it's squaring or opposing that it were, we'll talk about when we get to it, but the, yeah. the last eclipse of the year, and again, now we're switching from Aries Libra to um, Taurus Scorpio. So the full moon, now we had a full moon in Scorpio. Now we're going to have a full moon six months later in Taurus. So that is a partial lunar eclipse for us. And it's happening at five degrees. So five degrees Taurus means that it's going to impact those with planets, you know, between zero and 10 degrees in the fixed signs. So the fixed signs are Taurus. Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius. Those are the folks that are going to feel it the most with placements in that in that arena. And um, yeah, so the full moon in Taurus, as we know, is exalted. It loves being there. It uh, shines brightly on all the things that are wonderful in life and, and in order and in place and um artistic and creative and so it you know it could be very it could be very um creative time in in the fall there so those are the eclipses for 2024 2023 i'd never seen um them all be in uh have four different signs in you know the eclipses this is that's a different kind of year yeah, it should be an interesting year. I will say that, you know, things do actually get really better 
um, in the end of 2024, and I know it feels like a long time away, <laughs> but um, but uh, it gets better. I promise. You know, we are headed towards exactly what we're supposed to be doing here. You know, yeah. and we're are we are meant to go through this as a human race. We are meant to find our better selves. And so, my friends, um, I will do. I'm, I'm not gonna do a three card pull. I'm just gonna do one for the whole year. I'm gonna pull one card for the whole year, okay? <sighs> oh my, I'm tempted to put it back. Oh my god. <laughs> oh wow. But it, 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 it pretty much follows with what I say, which which is about us facing ourselves as a human race. What have we done to the planet and what part of our temptations mm. have taken us beyond what we need? So if you take a look at this card, it's the devil card, which if you know anything about Tarot, it's about temptation. And this, this card is not just about facing your temptation, but also about overcoming your your temptation and knowing what it means how it carries for you and what it's supposed to do you know and facing the part of you that wants that thing so badly so that's exactly what the devil card's all about the devil card is essentially about is about temptation and i think that that's really at the center of wow. the climate crisis and um i will say that you may see some things really win and what would I say is going to win? I'm going to say AI, artificial intelligence, cryptocurrencies, because they're worldwide and they include everybody. Um, but it will be the ones that are a little bit more environmentally friendly rather than the conservative ones that we've already been dealing with for a long time, like Bitcoin and stuff like that. It'd be the newer ones that are coming online that are being like, well, we can do that without burning so much energy, okay? And those will be the cryptocurrencies that will do better, okay? So if I was to say who's going to win, what's going to do well in 2023, those are the things that are going to do well. It's going to be the forward-thinking things. It's going to be the things that take us forward, all right? All right, my friends, and thank you for listening to Rainbow Soul Soul Astrology. For 2023, and if, yeah, we, buckle up. <laughs> if we didn't say it, we really should say, and a very happy new year. Because yep. I like to say a happy always. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's a choice. It's a yeah. choice. I Jeez. remind folks all the time at the nursing home that, you know, the secret to happiness is gratitude. It's not about having everything your way. It's not about having a 50 million trines or no difficulties or no challenges. We all know that it's challenges that force us to grow. We generally don't choose transformation. It chooses us and we're on for the ride. So our intention, our goal is to help you make that ride as, as awesome, as creative, as smooth, as beautiful as possible because you deserve it. You're an awesome person and you just need to know what's going on so you can surf up, baby. All right. <laughs> All right, my friends. Well, please subscribe and share this around and hold on tight. You're going to be okay, though. You're going to be okay. <laughs> All right. I guess see ya. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to this week's Soul Astrology and subscribing, liking, sharing, and reviewing. We hope you enjoy this dose of Soul Astrology and encourage you to embrace the week ahead with an open mind and heart so that you may integrate the deepest of lessons from the stars. Take a moment to step outside and honor the planet, stars, and moon in the sky with your heart. Integrate the messages that resonate and leave the rest for someone else. We deeply appreciate each and every one of you. Always remember that you are a perfectly unique human with an exclusive star map of your destiny, your soul purpose, and your heart's desire. Thank you again for tuning in to Rainbow Soul.